0: I'm Jason Rankin and welcome to the Grass Check podcast brought to you by AgResearch and AFB. We are bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve grazing management on your farm. This week we are joined by Kat Hewson from AFB to discuss the latest information from the Grass Check Plots and Farms and Hugh Harbison, a Grass Check dairy farmer who farms near Akadui. growth had been above the seasonal average last week. Has this continued?
1: Yes, Jason. So we're still seeing growth from both the plots and the grass check farms that's slightly above what we'd expect based on the 10-year growth curves that we have from those grass check plots. So the figures this week were sort of mid 40s to high 40s in terms of growth rate, whereas that 10-year average would be 35.7 kilograms dry matter per hectare per day as a growth rate. So still just that little bit higher than typical.
0: What growth are you forecasting for the coming two weeks?
1: So the forecasts are predicting fall in growth rates, but that fall is pretty much in line with the typical decline you'd expect at this point sort of coming towards the end of the season. We've got falling temperatures and falling daylight hours as well. So the current forecasts, looking with the weather we're expecting, we're looking at 35 and 23 kilograms of growth over the next 7 and 14 days.
0: Despite the good weather in the middle of the month, grass dry matters have been struggling. Is this still the case?
1: Yeah, so certainly earlier this month and at the end of August as well, we saw some very, very low dry matters, maybe just 10 or 11% on some of the farms. The last couple of weeks, that's been up to about 15% and it's 15.5% this week. I'd say that's pretty typical for this time of year. So it's in line with the long-term plot data that we have for sort of the end of September, start of October, fifteen percent is about average, even though we might like it to be a little bit higher. But at least with sort of spring carving herds, we should be seeing demand falling now, which will help a little bit. And it is encouraging to see that the ME values are holding up really well. So they're coming in at an average of 11.8 this week. So as long as the stock that you're grazing are able to meet those target intakes, we should still be seeing some really good performance from grazing.
0: Given the current grass quality, what kind of milk production and beef production could you expect from grass?
1: So at the moment, the assumptions that we've got in this week's Bulletin are showing an M plus of 12.6 kilograms per cow per day and a daily live weight gain of just over a kilogram per head. Those assumptions are based on a 650 kilo dairy cow with a dry matter intake of 12 kilos per day. And with the beef figures, it's on a 300 kilogram steer, a dry matter intake of 6.6 kilograms.
0: As we approach the end of the grazing season, what are the key aspects of management that farmers need to look out for to set things up for next spring?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of things to be keeping an eye on at the moment. Probably the most immediate one is being your closing plan and keeping an eye on that average farm cover as well. So, monitoring your growth rates and making sure you're sort of planning the grazing ahead of you in line with your closing plan. Make sure that you've identified those paddocks that you want to graze first in the spring because they should be first on the list for closing up in the next couple of weeks. The exact date is going to change a little bit from farm to farm, but Certainly sort of the first half of October, people are going to be starting to close. And with that, and with the last sort of grazing rotation, it's really important to try and hit your post-grazing residual targets as far as possible, just to make sure that you're not allowing for a buildup of sort of dead material to be present in your spring swords. It's also a good time to start to look at sort of paddock by paddock performance. Sort of over, not just over this grazing season but over the past few seasons as well and just identify anywhere that's been sort of underperforming in terms of grass growth and take a closer look at those areas. So look at things like the sward composition, is the perennial ryegrass and the clover composition still as you would hope it to be for how many years the lay has been down? maybe have a look at the things like soil structure and drainage. And part of that assessment is probably going to be soil sampling as well. If you haven't got a recent soil test, you'd need to be doing sampling, but that'll be a little bit later on in the season. If you have got a recent soil test, just look at those indices as well. And if you can identify any reason for underperformance in that paddock, you can look at ways that next season you can try and remedy it, be it tweaking your fertilizer applications or even considering a reseed in the spring.
0: Kat, how long would farmers need to leave it after their last fertilizer or slurry application before they do a soil test?
1: So you kind of want to leave it as long as possible. I'd say at least two months after your last application, ideally sort of 12 weeks, maybe even 16. So sort of looking over the winter time or even very early next year to be doing your soil sampling.
0: Hugh, how has the 2020 grazing season gone for you so far?
2: It's gone well, really. Whenever we walked the farm in February, you'd have thought it was never going to dry up, it was so wet, but it suddenly came dry in March and the ground started to improve and we managed to get our cows out on the 28th of March for a few hours every day for about a week and we carried a lot of grass over from the last back end, so we had a lot of grass to go at and the cows went out full time on the 7th of April. And then it just stayed dry throughout April and the most of May. Conditions in April were particularly good, which normally on our farm, because we're quite heavy here, it takes us a long to dry out and you're kind of doing on-off grazing just to try and get grass um, grazed down. But conditions were excellent and cows were very happy out and they performed well. Um, we did 25 litres of cow in April from three kilos of feed. And the fats and proteins were good at 4.23 and 3.57 in April, so... They produced a lot of milk in April, and that continued on into May with the good clean-outs. In April, we had a lot of good quality grass for them in May, and even though it was dry, our farm still kept growing grass, which was good, and quality was there. They kept on milking throughout May, sending about 24 litres on average throughout May. But our butter fat fell away to 3.7, which was disappointing. Usually our cows, because of their stage of lactation, their quality would be usually very good, particularly for fat in April and May but it fell away and I would say that's probably down to the farm's low pre-grazing covers were low and the quality was very good it's probably seen through on our protein percentages in May which were 3.77 so our protein was actually higher than our fat content in May I would take that spring every year I know it didn't suit a lot of people Mm. in County Down but it was first class for us um cows were happy and the farmer was happy Hugh you're in the middle of calving at the moment you operate a compact autumn calving system we milk about 180 cows here. So we got down to just milking uh, 40 cows in August. We kept managed to keep them out during August, even though it was so wet. And We made the decision, because it was so wet, to house um kind of like 100 to 120 cows. We just opened a silo in August and started to feed them, and that subsequently had an effect on the farm. We had a lot of heavy covers coming into the end of August, and we had to make a decision whether we um, cut them out and bail them or try and graze them and there was a few friends actually we created a, a group of neat of and cows and we strip graze a lot of those heavy covers so with those heavy covers and we strip grazed them there this month actually with a mob of dry cows and they've done a very good job on it actually and cleaned them out well so they're back to where we kind of need to be now and the cows are still out during the day at the moment. we have about 100 calves in about three weeks and there's out during the day and at night. We're feeding them round bales of cellies that we made off the platform in May, and June. It's a really good quality and they seem to be performing well on uh, it. So, what's the grass situation on the farm currently? Growing about 40, I would say. It's come away down, so not seen any fertilizer in a long time because we had so much grass about. But the quality seems to be there still um, and the cows are reasonably settled on it. We'll try and persevere with them out during the day f- for a long time. Yeah, just because it's a long, old winter and <laughs> I like to keep them out as long as possible, really. Absolutely.
0: looking forward what are the next key actions you'll be taking as regards grassland management
2: hopefully maybe tomorrow we'll scoot around the platform and see what the closing covers are going to be like we've shot up a couple of fields already um, for next spring there we've got bits and pieces of dry ground on this farm that we try and go to early. So we've shut them up already to try and give them peace until the springtime to allow us to have a cover of grass to turn cows out onto in the springtime. Then we'll try and, and get the rest of the farm grazed down to a reasonable cover. You know, We've moved some three-year-old heifers home to try and um, graze a couple of reseeded fields to try and get them grazed down a bit before the winter time. You know,
0: Hugh, given the current price volatility and certainty, many farmers will be looking to get more out of grass what practical recommendations would you give to farmers to help them make the most of grass?
2: Probably try and graze as much of your herd as possible. Um, I know we years ago we used to try and keep some of the cows in and turn low yielders out, but this past few years we've um even if a cow's doing forty litres in the springtime, like she goes out to grass and to try and get as much grazed grass on the cows as possible. I would say even though we're an autumn calving herd, probably one of our most profitable months in milk production is April and May. So even though we are not in herd like the, the value of grazed grass can't be underestimated, particularly if you can manage the quality of it and get the increases in fats and proteins and, you know, keep the keep the milk yield up while they're at grass. So Hugh, you're growing a lot of grass in the farm what role has reseeding played in that? Played a massive role Jason, we soil test the farm every year and that's where we start really and try and get our soil indices right and then any fields that are, are not performing we um, do reseed them with modern grass varieties and it is noticeable the cows perform better on re- reseeded fields and they do grow more grass so it is a worthwhile investment and again the newer Swords grass I think have to be managed more intensively to get the most out of them but now it's worked wor- well in this farm I not
0: that's it for this episode of the Grass Check podcast, and my thanks to Cat Houston from AFBI and Hugh Harbison for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. For more information, you can go to the Grass Check website www.igresearch.org/grasscheck and the Grass Check social media channels. I'm Jason Rankin, and join us the next time for the Grass Check Podcast. Until then, stay safe.